Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Oh, man, I love God. You don't love God? (laughs) What's wrong with you? Like, I love God with absolutely everything in me. Um, Man, I could go on and on about how good he is and how faithful he is and just how much he loves us. And I know sometimes that's hard for you to conceive because the enemy will present things to you that look like you're out of God's will or alignment or that God can't love you and your shameful places and that God is just, you know, consumed by all your mistakes. And that's the lie the enemy tells us because he knows without a doubt, if we believe and trust what he says over the word of the Lord, then we'll be paralyzed by fear and we won't walk into the fullness of what God called us to be and what God called us to do. So good morning, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to my Facebook fam, my Instagram fam, my YouTube fam lady later, and also my anchor podcast. If you didn't know that we podcast, we podcast, Coffee and Conversations is almost absolutely everywhere. So welcome to my anchor podcast family as well. It's your girl, Lakeisha M. Johnson, A-K-A-L-M-J. So do me a favor. Right now, even before we get started, go drop this video somewhere, go share it, copy and paste the link, put it in someone's timeline, send it to them later on in an email, whatever you do, put this video out here, share the video right now. Let's get the word of God absolutely everywhere, please, is what I'm going to do. And let me acknowledge today's sponsor. Today's sponsor is none other than a very good friend of mine. I'm just going to say Odell. I'm not going to give you his last name because I don't want y'all hitting him up later. (laughs) But Odell, thank you for sponsoring this week's broadcast for considering the ministry and considering coffee and conversations and sowing seed and being our sponsor this week. I really, really appreciate you. It means absolutely everything. because whether you, I mean, it just means everything. So thank you for believing in us and trusting us. Let me do just a very few quick announcements. When I tell you I got a word for you today, I'm telling you I got a word for you today. The Lord has a word for you today. He hasn't forgotten you today. Um, and we just gonna let God do what he needs to do today. First of all, if you are not following me on social media, please follow me at just being LMJ. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's so simple. Go over there, Coffee and Conversations with Akeisha. Hit subscribe, hit the notifications. So every time we drop a video, you can get it. For those of you that have been catching Relationship Realities on the YouTube channel, I so appreciate you. It's super, 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 super cool. Um, And then tonight, uh, I'll talk about tonight. Uh, May 31st, I have a few more openings left. Um, you can't see it, but it's so cute on the screen. Serving children and youth in small ministries. I'm going to teach a lunch and learn on Friday from 1 to 2 p.m. So if you're a minister, a youth worker, we're going to spend about an hour just kind of brainstorming and talking about some things that you can do um, in your small ministry um, to make you impactful and effective. It's hard because usually you don't have the resources. 
Sometimes you don't have all the children and youth, and sometimes you have to combine children and youth. So that Lunch and Learn is this Friday. It's completely free. Um, you can register online on Eventbrite. You can connect to the Launchpad and get that resource. That's a free resource available for you. And even if you're somebody who has, you're not working in children and youth ministry, but you have a heart for the children and youth, then this will be a very, very good workshop for you this Friday. Um, so thank you, Father God, you know, just for the opportunity to be able to take this workshop. Also, y'all know what I'm about to say, go get the launch. <laughs> if you haven't read the launch, go get the launch. I'm telling you, it's going to work up your purpose in you. Even if you thought you knew something, I'm reading the launch again. I'm reading it right now. Um, I'm making some small edits because sometimes you miss. We, we publish, uh, we have our own publishing company. We published the launch. And so I'm going back through it. I'm reading through it and it's encouraging me. I was like, Lord, you wrote this. You use me to write this. And so I'm using it now as I'm preparing and writing another book uh, for us. Um, it's powerful. So if you don't have it, get it. You can go to the website and order it. Uh, we just shipped some orders. Um, we're grateful for what God doing. It's it's designed us to wake up purpose in you. And then uh, something so precious to me is feed the streets. Uh, Feed the Streets is a part of LMJ Ministries and where we partner with community partners to provide food and whatever else resources we can to the homeless. This Saturday, Feed the Streets will be at 1701 Scott Street. So if you know somebody who needs a meal, come out between 12 and 2. We're going to feed until we run out of food. Um, if you want to be a part of this, please email Shonda, C-H-A-N-D-A, at JustBeingLMJ.com, and she'll talk to you more about the event. If you want to be a blessing to this event, please go online, and you can make a donation. And so remember, we are 501c3, so that's Feed the Streets, and we'll be in the street feeding the streets this Sunday. God requires us to take care of the poor. We should not have people around us who are homeless, who are poor, and they don't have access to resources. That's what ministry is about. So we'll be feeding the streets this Saturday um, from 12 to 2, 1701 Scott Street. That's downtown Little Rock. Oh, wow. So today, remember, I want to remind you a few things. Uh, I want to remind you today also is ladies Bible study. Ladies, tonight, Guillermo's Coffee Shop, 6 p.m. We also are live in our closed group which is Coffee and Convos Ladies Bible Study. So get connected, uh, get subscribed. Some of you, some of these announcements come out also via the website. So if you haven't been subscribed, do me a favor and go subscribe to LakeishaMJohnson.com, right? And I think that's all of our announcements. If I forgot anything, somebody from my, the ministry team remind me. I don't want to forget anything. Let's go ahead and do our Bill Winston confession so that we can get started started in the word today. If you do not have the Bill Winston confession, then do me a favor. Go to LakeishaMJohnson.com. Go get subscribed so that you can get our daily devotional and you can get all of our resources. And these resources that are available to you that we send out via email, there's a copy of the confession that we say daily over our lives. So let's go. Ready? You ready? Get set. For your declaration mindset, it says, I decree from this moment forward that I see myself the way God sees me. I'm highly favored of the Lord. 
I'm crowned with glory and honor. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm reigning as a king in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Now in Jesus' name, I declare by faith that I walk in divine favor. I have preferential treatment and supernatural increase. I'm restored. I have petitions granted, laws, policies, and rules changed. And battles won, which I do not have to fight. Why? All because of favor. The blessing and favor of God is in my life in Jesus name. Every morning when I arise, I will speak and expect divine favor to go before me. Let it surround me as a shield with goodwill and pleasures forevermore. The doors are now open for me that men have said are not possible to open. No obstacle can stop me and no hindrance can delay me in Jesus name. I am honored by my father as I receive genuine favor that comes directly from God. I'm special to him. I'm the object of his affection. I'm the apple of his eye. I am blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And I told you confession helps to establish a thing. So when you're struggling in certain areas and you begin to confess the word of God, then confession helps to establish a thing. I got one more announcement I forgot. Y'all don't forget, you can find me also on the JC Loves Morning Show, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I do an episode called uh, Relationship Realities. And this summer, you could potentially find me a little bit more. We're also located on Rejoice, 1380 AM, 105.5 FM, and 103.3 FM. And so if you need a station to listen to, Rejoice will be your station. Um, And often I'm on there lately, a little bit longer than just the relationship realities. So tune in to Rejoice as well. You guys ready to get started for today? I didn't give you guys a testimony, but I do need to do just a few shout outs. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all know how I feel. Hey, y'all. Hey, how y'all doing? What's up, Shamika? Hey, Vanessa, how y'all doing out there? I see y'all on Instagram. I think my Aunt Cheryl is out there. Good morning, Auntie. What's up to my Facebook fam? Hey, Katina Davis. Hey, Paula. How y'all doing? Hey, Regina. How y'all doing right now? I think Okay, I see that prayer request. Hey, Regina, if you'll do me a favor and also email us that prayer request, if you email us that prayer request, uh, that works for us so that we don't miss the opportunity and chance to pray. Um, I see y'all coming in. Hey, Rashonda. Hey, Mary. Hey, Carol. How y'all doing? Hey, Ronald. I see y'all. I see y'all. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, I got a, a couple of, uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, hey. Hey, sweet love. I have a couple of more uh, prayer requests this morning. So as we pray, I need you to lift up Shamika Walker. And then she has surgery in the morning. And then uh, we just had a prayer request drop. Regina Staub said that her daughter, um, a bonus, I don't believe in step. She said that her uh, daughter, a uh, nine-year-old, tried to commit suicide. So I just wanted you to lift up that family today as we pray as well and declare that she just realized who she is in Jesus' name. Oh, queen, tell your grandmother hi. I love that. And that she just recognized who she is in God because it's the enemy. It's the enemy that's the thief. It's the enemy that comes in to destroy. It's the enemy that will lie to you. It's the enemy that sabotages you. It's the enemy to make you think that the word of God is not working. And we don't have time for him. We don't have time for him to be presenting fears and to make you think of that. 
Your life isn't worth it. Your life is worth it. Your life is worth it. So let's pray and get in the word today. I might have to break the word down into two parts between today and tomorrow. We're still dealing with the women, woman with the issue of blood. And I'm going to show you something that God showed me today. So Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, my God. Mm. I'm going to just take and lift this baby up to you. You purposed her for your glory. There are no accidents. There are no mistakes in pregnancies. You purposed her for her glory. You foreknew her. Jeremiah says, 1 and 5 says, in her mother's womb, you were already designing her. You were already working her out. You were already fashioning her for your purpose and for your glory. And so we cancel the assignment of the enemy off her life right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, that she is filling your very presence, Lord God, that she understands your worth, Lord God, that she knows who you are and that she arises, my God, in your righteousness. We declare today, Father God, that she will deem herself as worthy. We thank you and speak to her self-esteem and command and call it to rise right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that your glory surrounds her. We thank you, Father God, she not be shackled by shame and shackled by guilt and shackled by sin, Father God, but that she walks into the freedom of who you called her to be, my God. Give her parents courage. Give her parents hope, Lord God, and let her experience, Father God, the power and protection of who you are. We lift up Shamika to you right now. We thank you, Father God, that you guide the surgeon's hands, that you go before her, Lord God, that you quiet and calm her fears, that your angels are already ministering and working. We thank you for an expedient healing and that she will receive that quickly, Lord God, that her healing time right now will be quicker than she ever imagined. We thank you for your healing power. You thank you for prayers and protection, Father God. And we thank you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus. We pray for for Vanessa's husband, for, for Vanessa's friend's husband, for Vanessa's friend in the loss of her husband, Lord God. She's gonna, we thank you, Father God, that you comfort her in her grieving. Lord God, that she's able to receive the comfort Father God, that she's able to receive joy for mourning. All that you can do, Father God, all that you can do. Now bless, Father God, this devotional today. We cover you, Father God, every person listening in the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that we deem ourselves to be worthy. Lord God, I thank you that you guide the words of my mouth. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. Give us ears to hear this morning. Give us ears to hear this morning. Give us ears to hear this morning. My God, let the Holy Spirit go before us like never, ever, 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 ever before. Let us hear you clearly. Let us not be shackled with shame. Let us hear you clearly, Lord God. Let us hear, see, Father God, that you have come back to steal, my God, what the enemy thought was our ending, Lord God. You've come to disrupt and interfere with the process, Lord God. And we thank you for it right now. We thank you for it right now, Lord God. We thank you for it right now, Lord God. 
in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, in Jesus' name, amen. Um, I got to share some stuff with you this morning, and um, I'm just believing, God, that there is a freedom that is going to come to you today like never, ever, 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 ever before that you will experience him, that you will understand um, what God is attempting to do here, that you will um, receive the freedom that's going to come with this today. I wanna talk to you a little bit about shame and we're gonna tie this shame into the woman with the issue of blood. And it's funny because I was with a friend yesterday and we were talking and we were sharing and she sparked something in me because we began to talk about the woman with the issue of blood. And she said to me, she said, imagine what shame, my God, imagine what shame looked like for her. Imagine what this situation looked like from a very shameful place. And as she began to share this with me, I began to think about this woman's shame. And I need to, I began to think about how shame um, paralyzes us and how shame keeps us from walking into the fullness of what God has for us. And how perhaps maybe it was even her shame, my God, that left her in a state in which she <clears throat> wasn't able to receive her shilling, healing. Shame is paralyzing. Shame is um, demoralizing. Shame keeps us walking in where and what we need to. And so I need to share with you a little bit about how shame impacts you, how shame keeps you from walking in the fullness of what God has tried to call you into and how um, if we can ever get past our shame, my God, if we can ever get past our shame, we can walk into the fullness of what God called us to be. So I need to share with you um, what shame is first. And I'm probably going to have to teach this in two days so that you can get the fullness of what God is sharing here. So shame is an unpleasant, self-conscious emotion. It's typically associated with a negative, negative evaluation of the self. Um, it causes withdrawal, uh, motivations and feelings of distress, um, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. And if you can imagine for me with me for just a second, I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna read through her story. And we're coming out of Mark 5, 25 through 34. And we know that this chapter describes this woman that's been dealing with this sickness. She's been bleeding out, my God. She's been bleeding out for 12 years. And see, you have to understand culturally, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. You have to understand culturally what was going on with her at this time. She wasn't even allowed to be in the presence of a man. See, culturally, they had established norms for what was acceptable and what was unacceptable. And so she wasn't even allowed to be in the presence 
of a man. She wasn't even allowed to be in the mix of the company of everyone else. That's why I tell you this story is bigger than you can even imagine. The word of God is bigger than, see, I love Jesus and I love the word of God. And I know this is why the devil fights us tooth and nail so that we won't get truth so that we will be caught up in religiosity. I know that's why he created Coffee and Conversations. I know that's why I share my testimony. I know that's why the Lord uses me at the capacity that he uses me because he knows how shame had me paralyzed and in fear. And what shame does is it limits your freedom for you to be able to really receive Jesus for the full capacity that you need to see him. And so I'm pretty sure it's not just the issue of blood that she's dealing with. My God, I'm pretty sure it's not just the issue of blood that she's dealing with. She's probably also dealing with absolutely everything that everyone ever said about her. She's probably dealing with everything that everyone ever said about her. I told you, shame is very self-conscious. It's very emotional. It's associated with a negative evaluation of self. It teaches you to withdraw. It has you distressed. Um, it's consumed about exposure. It leaves you in a place of mistrust. It leaves you in a place of powerlessness. It leaves you in a place of worthlessness. And for some of you, this may not be your factor, but for some of us, shame has been really real. Shame has been really present. Shame has kept us from reaching the full capacity of who we are and whose we are and understanding our righteousness and understanding the fullness of who Christ is. And I'm pretty sure shame had her. I'm pretty sure shame, because I'm telling you, if there came an issue of blood, there came a smell associated with it. And, and the, the book doesn't tell us if this woman was married. And the book doesn't tell us if this woman had children. And the book doesn't talk to us about her isolation. And the book doesn't talk to her about um, how she thought people thought about her. And the book doesn't talk to us about how low her self-esteem was. And the book isn't telling us how ridden with guilt she probably was. And the book isn't telling us how bad she felt about her resources. I'm telling you, the book doesn't tell us this, but because of the emotions that were designed in us and because of how strategic, my God, this is a word for someone else, for someone today. And because of how strategic the enemy is and because he is the father of lies and because he wants us to be rooted in a place of shame, my God, and the book doesn't describe out what she was feeling like, but I'm pretty sure, my God, I'm pretty sure shame rested there. I'm pretty sure shame dealt there. And I'm pretty sure with that shame came along some guilt. And so I'm, I'm sure shame was present when she was having to press through the crowd. And I'm pretty shame, sure shame was there pointing fingers at her. And I'm pretty sure shame was there demoralizing her. And I'm pretty sure shame was there pointing out her flaws. And I'm pretty sure shame was telling her, baby, you can't walk into the crowd like that. They're gonna look at you. They're gonna talk about you. 
they're going they're going to discuss your issue i'm pretty sure that shame my god was leading this i'm pretty sure shame had her consumed thinking about and i'm pretty sure this is the same shame that has taken its presence with you it's the it's the same shame that has guided you it's the same shame that thought you weren't told you you weren't good enough and it's the shame same shame that told you you weren't worthy enough and it's the same shame that has left you in hiding and not walking into the fullness of who you're supposed to walk into because that that's what shame does shame sets you up for failure but i'm gonna tell you in a minute a story about a man my god so i see i'm I, you i you got to understand see i need to tell you something a lot of times people will make you think that you're fearless and that shame um that when you walk into a situation to get what you need or you rise up the ashes that fear isn't there i'm pretty sure shame had produced a fear in her but i'm pretty sure something struck a nerve in her that pushed her into the place of jesus so i gotta share a little bit of my testimony with you when i was 18 i had my first son i was not married and as i had this first baby and i was not married it was kind of like i didn't feel as shameful my family enveloped me and embraced me and just kind of put me in a position i still stayed in college my aunts and them they supported me but it was when i had the second baby see some some of y'all don't understand shame some of y'all don't understand what shame will do or how shame will paralyze you but it was when i had the second baby see shame will also put you in the position see i'm gonna have to teach this in two parts i already know i'm gonna have to teach this in two parts so that you can get the freedom that's due to you so that you can get the freedom that's due to you so that you can understand that the enemy has been lying to you but it was when i had the second baby it was when i had the second baby it's when i found myself five six years later caught up in a second situation that shame began to set in to make me think that that was the end of it and then i'm going to show show you how shame works negatively shame set me at the table with some people who and it was not my mother it was some other people who set me at the table with some people who were important to me and as i was sitting at the table with some people important to me shame began to speak real loud to my purpose and future and i'm sitting at the lady table with the lady and the lady says oh nobody is ever gonna marry you and you have two kids out of wedlock um god can't really use you and you have two kids out of wedlock see shame had me sitting at this table listening to something my god this is a word for somebody today shame had me sitting at the table listening to someone that didn't even have the capacity or the power or the authority to be able to speak in my life but that's what shame will do shame limits limits your power shame keeps you from reaching the full capacity of who you are shame puts you in the position to make you think you can't even reach for jesus shame puts you in the position to make you think you can't even reach for Jesus. Shame makes you think you're not worthy enough. So I'm pretty sure as she was coming through this crowd that she was experiencing shame and she was experiencing 
fear and she was overwhelmed and she was consumed. But something, and I'm praying today, I'm praying today that something rises up in you, that you break the shackles of shame and you understand this. I want to give you one scripture for you to meditate on today so that you understand that Jesus is not shackled or attached to your shame. As a matter of fact, he's very interested in your healing. He's very interested in you coming out of darkness because there's something else that shame lives with. See, shame will have you shackled to addictions. Shame will have, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have to teach this in part two. Shame will have you stretched beyond your capacity. Shame will have you making up for things. Shame will, shame will have you lying about who you are. Shame will have you feeling inadequate. Shame will keep you from walking in your purpose. Shame will have you um, addicted to drugs. Shame will have you addicted to sex. Shame will have you in a position and a place where you can't even receive who God is in your life. So I want to read this to you. It's John 10. And I want to go to the 10th, the, the eighth verse, the sixth verse. It says, those who heard Jesus use this illustration, didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to me. He said, I tell you the truth. I'm the gate for the sheep. My God, there's your deliverance right there. I ain't got to read nothing else. I, I tell you the truth. I'm the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I'm the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose, my God, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus is not interested. That is not him. He does not want you shameful. He does not want you overwhelmed. He does not want you consumed. I'm telling you, she had to fight by shame, about past shame in order for her to receive the fullness of what God has for you. The enemy has been lying to you, consuming you and having you in a position thinking whatever it is you've been doing in your past that you're limited to your place. And I tell you, I'm your testimony. I'm telling you, I'm the evidence of the resurrection the truth and the light that I am what your risen living testimony. I'm your risen living testimony from death, from this place, from a dying space that God can use you to. I'm your res I'm your living testimony. I'm your living testimony that God can use you to. We are out of time. I'm gonna have to get back on this thing. I'm about to talk a little bit more about shame. Shame and how it's paralyzing. I want you free this week. I, that's what Jesus came. He came to steal us back. He came to steal us back. I got to get out of here. I got to get ahead. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Make sure you meditate on John 10, 10 and remind yourself, Jesus came so that I could have life and have it more abundantly. It's the enemy lying to me. It's the enemy that has me shackled in shame. It's the enemy that has me consumed, making me think I'm not worthy enough to walk into the fullness of God. That's the enemy. That is a not God. That is the enemy. And that's what he wants you. Confused, scared, and immoved. This woman had to push past a place to receive what she needs from needed from Jesus. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. I love y'all. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, 
Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.